In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Notice the word believing there. According to the Bible, in order to really get favorable attention from the Lord, you're not just believing in a generic, almighty, most high father, but in and on his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Can't get to the father except by him. Main way that we get to the father is through fervent prayer. And I was thinking, when did thoughts and prayers become a widely used phrase? I don't remember it being said or written before the social media. And a sadder question is, when did praying become so downgraded and casual? Now check this woman. And she's supposedly the mother of a mass shooting victim in a California club or a bar uh, back in November of 2018. Now check her words and the way she says them. Look carefully at her face if you're looking at the video here as she delivers her messages. My name is Susan Orfanos. My son was Tel Orfanos. We lost him last night at the borderline shooting. My son was in Las Vegas with a lot of his friends and he came home. He didn't come home last night and I don't want prayers. I don't want thoughts. I want gun control and I hope to God nobody else sends me any more prayers. I want gun control. No more guns. Thank you. Now most of you are going to latch onto what this woman said in a political way because she's talking about guns. That's what you're going to concentrate on. You know, if you agree with what she said about gun control or no more guns, you're going to think, oh, she's a mom of a victim. And she's justified to get emotional on this, on this issue. You're going to empathize with her. Or you're just going to agree politically. And if you disagree, you're going to feel like she's being deceived and she's deceiving other people. That she's being used by the liberal media and by what some people call the elites. And I'm going beyond those things, not really taking a side on that. I'm looking at, or I'm noticing that she is, quote, hoping to God that no one else sends me any more prayers, end quote. Does that make sense to you? Why would you hope to God that no one prays about you? It's a kind of oxymoron. You're praying that there are no prayers. Think about it. Are we watching a movie or reality? I say we're watching someone, at the very least, who knows nothing about the power of prayer. In November 2015, there's a satanic music group named Eagles of Death Metal. And they were reported to have had a mass shooting at uh, one of their European concerts. I say satanic music group because it's obvious that they are. You look at the symbology that they use. You look at the lyrics that they use. Look at the way they dress. You think they're just hugging in this one picture, but they're putting sodomy right in your face. They're not just close friends there. They're sending you a message. They're trying to get you to think a certain way or to accept or think of as normal some uh, a certain behavior. Now, I don't hug my friends like this, my male friends. This is a whole lot in that. But anyway, this Eagles of Death Metal mass shooting in 2015... Is when I started to really notice the thoughts and prayers phrase really blowing up in major and social media. And I remember thinking that that time that using that phrase so much after so many highly publicized tragedies was well, surely it's going to numb everybody's ears to it. I knew it would help make prayer meaningless to many people already made spiritually ignorant by constant distractions.
And notice that these guys, in one of their group statements on the Paris incident, actually cast aside the word prayers and use hearts instead. Thoughts and hearts. Can't you see what the devil is doing through these people? And God works through people and so does Satan. And then look at this one. This is a, a singer. I think a Stone Temple Pilots, I, I think. Lead singer or a member of that band. Supposedly died. They just throw the whole thing aside and just say thoughts. You know, lost folks, they mock the very mention of praying to an almighty father in heaven. And sometimes rightfully so. Why do I say rightfully so? Because the Christians, that includes me and you, if you're a Christian, we aren't setting a, a fit example in most cases. We as Bible-believing Christians, and I say it in that way because the world calls just about anything a Christian these days, we're meant to be the light of the world. Jesus in his human form said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And now that he's at the right hand of the Father in heaven, we represent him uh, to and in the world. But since the definitions of words and things have been so corrupted now, excuse me, evolved in this intellectually superior, technologically advanced, uh, better than our grandmas and granddaddies in every single way, time of 2020, most of us are following the Lord Jesus Christ at a distance, like Peter did just before Jesus was murdered. And just like Peter, we end up denying Christ when we do that, when unbelievers challenge us on our affiliation with him. We can just pray that we finish as well as Peter did in the end. Now, as a body, and I'm talking about Christians, our faith is weak. And so our, our prayer life is relatively weak. People looking for a reason to hate Christ, they notice double-minded Christians. They're looking for that. It gives them a reason. They use it as a reason. They cast the truth aside. The Bible says we should ask God in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. You might say, we can't meet that standard. It might be true, and we should go ahead and aim for that anyway. Praying with nothing wavering. What are you afraid of? That God's going to let you down? He's been next to you the whole way. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what he said. The only issue is whether you're, go whether you're trying to slide away from him. The reason so many of us doubt the power of God to answer prayers is because we prayed on something or someone and we didn't get what we wanted. Sometimes the very opposite. And we blame the Lord. We thought he didn't know what he was doing. But maybe your will didn't match up with his. Satan knows how we think. And even though we can't read our thoughts, he usually knows a lot about us because we don't know when to shut up. I believe he, Satan, is where the thoughts and prayers phrase comes from. The devil and all his cleverness. He's trying to bring down prayer. Now, in reality, he can't, but in, in our minds. God can, he truly can't do anything, or he wouldn't be God. But in our minds and hearts, we've downgraded prayer to a, a platitude. A platitude is a remark or statement, according to the online dictionary that I saw. And it's a pretty good definition. It's a platitude is a remark or statement, especially one with a moral content that has been used too often to be interesting or thoughtful. Sending thoughts and prayers for the victims and to their families and loved ones. You ever heard that? It's been said so much now that people, both saved and lost folk, they just eyeball about that now. Doesn't mean anything. Are you really going to pray when you say or type in comments, praying, praying for you, prayers up? Are you even thinking about what you said you would think about? Prayer is a privilege. It's even an honor. 
God is so far above and beyond us, it's silly to even consider it for too long. It's too high for our understanding. It brings a reverential fear and a practical fear of God. He can flick our lives out like flames of candles. Job asked the Lord, Who is man that thou shouldest magnify him, and that thou shouldest set thine heart upon him? And over in Psalms chapter 8, the Lord is asked, What is man that thou art mindful of him? In chapter 144, Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him? You know, that's one of the only places right there where there's an exclamation point in the King James Bible. Just go and check. But the true and living God, he's tilted his ear to little nothings like us. That's something to shout about. Then after we're done celebrating that, we ought to work out our faith with fear and trembling and genuine prayer. And I don't want to despise that opportunity. He's listening.